Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host, and I have two amazing women who I know very well. I'm really proud of the business that they've just started. Um, and we're going to have to be a little creative on this show because it's it's something that you all should see. This is an audio podcast, but I'm going to ask both of them to describe the product that they have with them. So it'll hopefully it'll encourage you to go to their website and um, and see what their offering is. But without further ado, I'm going to invite Nancy Flowers Harris and Tracy Green to the screen. How are you? We are good. Good. Amazing. Good, good. And these two women run, have started and run a new company called Vontel Eyewear. And it is, like I said, um, we're going we're gonna to ask these ladies to describe their product so that you will be inspired to go to their website and check it out. But it is a culturally inspired eyewear. And so tell us a little bit about why you felt the need to create such a company and what excites you about delivering it to the public. So I lost a pair of glasses. And when I lost my glasses... I went to look for a new pair after being frustrated and looking for them for like three days because you know how expensive eyewear is. And when I went to look for a new pair, I just walked in and said, all the glasses look the same. They were kind of plain. And then they also didn't fit well, even though I loved my prior glasses, but they really weren't fitting the best. I had headaches after wearing them for a long time because the temple wasn't long enough and you put pressure on your little points right here behind your ears. You don't realize you have them. I had a line all across my nose all the time. And I said, you know what? I'm just tired of glasses that just don't look good. They have no culture. And then they don't even fit well. And I call Nancy and say, Nancy, and I complain to her as I always do. And, you know, basically before you know it, you know, Nancy's booking a trip to Paris and we're going to look at an eyewear expo, like a fashion week in Paris just for eyewear. And I'm excited to bring this to the world because I just realized that I was tired of wearing glasses that were ill-fitting and I wanted to see more color and pattern and, and see our culture, ourselves in our eyewear. And, and after doing the research, you just realized for centuries, we've been wearing glasses that were not made with us in mind. Wow. And so I, I want you to talk about the research and what you found, but I also want to say, I, I, I know you know you couldn't have called a better person because the serial <laughs> entrepreneur that Nancy is, if she had a spark of, of creativity around the idea, you know, she was going to run with you. So, um, and so I didn't even know that you all went to Paris <laughs> right after you dropped this idea on her. Um, but Nancy, tell us a little bit about the, um, about the research that you all did around eyewear. When Tracy called me and told me that she lost her glasses, I told her that I had just lost my glasses as well. So that was the, it was funny because it was probably months within each other. I had lost mine probably uh, maybe a month or two before 
she mentioned it to me. And mine were even newer than probably, we, we probably bought them roughly around the same time for all we know. But six, $700 later, we were, you know, combined money, we're out of like 1500 bucks. So the research started when first was, we said there was nothing that looked culturally um, different as far as paying homage to the Caribbean, Latin, and African um, diasporas. We wanted something that had patterns, textiles, and the fit was also something. And the first thing that we looked for, we were just typing in things like kente, glasses with kente, glasses with Ankara print, glasses with, you know, and we found nothing. And it it had to be maybe two weeks of me doing some real due diligence. And I like research. I will stop everything and do the necessary footwork to see if there's any competition out there before we start. And even if they were, if there's one or two companies that exist, that's not enough that's going to really represent the culture. You're talking about there are over, literally, there are over 10,000 eyewear manufacturers across the world. And to date, Tracy and I have found maybe 25 that are African, that are are people of color, period. Not just African-American, just people of color. So when we went to the expo, the first thing that we noticed is that it was about two to three football stadiums large. So think about Jacob Javits Center three times. We're walking through this and it's 99% men and 99% European. So that was the other thing. Um, So that was research in itself. We already know that they're not making glasses focused on you and me, but we are the people who will buy the eyeglasses. African-Americans, we looked at the spending habits, spend over $3 billion on eyewear annually. So with that being said, and knowing that we spend $1.7 trillion altogether, we knew that $3 billion is huge in just the eyewear industry. And we are the ones that tend to suffer the most when it comes to eyewear and well, when it, when it comes to, you know, eyes and, and glaucoma, you're talking about diabetic retinopathy and all those things. So we know that there's a need, but we still wear the glasses because we need them. So the research was- the brand. And and people will wear them no matter what. We have seen people wear glasses and you can't see this through the, of course, through your headset or whatever, however you're listening to us, but glasses that stop before your ears or stop right there at the temple. Like Tracy said, they press down and they're very uncomfortable. And people, we had a, a man that we met for a loan and really great guy. And he said, I don't wear glasses because they give me a headache. Glasses are not giving him a headache. He's just not wearing the right size glasses. That's what's giving him a headache. He's wearing glasses that don't fit. So when you say that you're, every time you put on your glasses and you feel that tension headache, it's because the temples are too short. Every time you wear your glasses and you have those dark lines in between your your nose, the bridge between your eyes and your nose, that's because the bridge is too narrow. They're not wide enough. So we have made better fitting glasses to Tracy's point um, that complement diverse faces. We have wider bridges for your nose, longer temples for behind the ears and larger lenses um, for high cheekbones that will fit comfortably on your face. So that's how we change the game. We correct the problem and created better fitting luxury eyewear. That's And so this is one podcast that I wish that... Um, that our audience could see um, in the time that that uh, Nancy was describing their journey, Tracy tried on about six or seven pairs. And so Tracy, <laughs> but what's interesting is that they all, Tracy's a beautiful woman. Every single pair looks good on you, but I feel it's also part of the design 
of, of what you've created, that you're, it's not going to be difficult for people to find something that, that fits them and looks good for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, that's what happened. I think when Nancy and I started and literally, you know, I've always loved fashion. Um, as a teenager, I would, you know, book scrap. I would go to all the magazines, Elle and Vogue and I mean, everything, teen, you know, and just scrap and take pictures. I always loved fashion. And I thought I would take a, have a career in fashion. But years later, you know, I went into finance and, 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 and changed my trajectory. But when it came to doing the glasses, we started drawing on pieces of paper. You know, we live in Brooklyn, which is like the Mecca. And we started to get patterns and go pick up uh, different cloths and material, right, from the stores. And then we started to say, well, we want this. We need glasses with real estate. We need to make sure the pattern can be seen here. We need bright colors, right? And as we started designing, we realized, well, we can make glasses that have full patterns on them. We can make glasses that have partial patterns. And then for the more conservative person, they don't have to have patterns, but they can still have some really high-end uh, looks to them, right? So like these I just had on are the Cairo Olive. They have a nice olive. through them. Yeah, okay. they have a nice olive sheen and they have a wood-like arm, right? So we wanted something that was plain because we know our fellas, right? Because we make glasses for women and for men. And we said, you know, men might not want, or somebody might not want a pattern, but they still want that strong, beautiful look. So you have wood arms and I'm all into wood colors. Um, so these are wood-like. And basically, while they're not 100% wood, because we don't want you to get splinters, right? <laughs> so they look exactly like wood and they feel almost like wood, but they have a plastic, uh, like an acetate over them. So they won't scratch. And they it's 100% acetate. Yeah. So it won't hurt your fi- your face or scratch your face. Yeah. Or anything like that. Okay. But so all we right. make glasses with all different designs in mind. Um, and that's, and I think as a new company, we were crazy to do that. Um, because when you're a new company, you come out with maybe three to four, maybe six tops. Me and Nancy started with 37 pairs of glasses because we couldn't agree. We wanted all of them. (laughs) Well, I was going to say Nancy, who's another beauty. Um, Nancy, describe your, the the eyeglasses that you're wearing. So these glasses actually are made for a project that we did with a sorority, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. They are coming up on their centennial. And the glasses that I'm wearing are called the Essence glasses. And the Essence signifies the royalty of the Sigma Gamma Rho ladies. So these are in particular happen to be, and and anyone can purchase them, by the way, because what we did not do is we did not put the Sigma Gamma Rho crest or their shield on it. We did it to signify and represent their colors, but proceeds, part of the proceeds, a percentage of the proceeds goes to Sigma Gamma Rho scholarship for young women. So the reason that they wanted it to be made available to anyone who loves royal blue and gold, and it also has their pattern on it, which they love the yellow rose. So there's a yellow rose on the temple, which is very pretty, robust. And then on the inside of the glasses is a yellow, which highlights the outside of the frame, which is a royal deep blue. So all of the, we have three glasses that come in that set. So if you go to our website, Vontel, V-O-N-T-E-L-L-E.com, Vontel.com, and you go to the Divine Collection, you'll see that we have some glasses called Empenzi and also Aurora. Those also represent the Sigma Gamma Rho. Um, it, it has, it has, um, 
is distinguished for them. But again, anyone yeah, can purchase them. Yeah. And they're, and they're so beautiful. I've gotten the most compliments since I've been wearing these glasses over the past uh, few days that we just got them because they're only available for pre-order. You know, Tracy and I, of course, we get the prototypes first, so we're able to wear them. And the compliments just are nonstop because they're rich. They're actually the colors of... Um, you know, support Ukraine as well. So if you want oh, to, that's right. that's you know, it's, it's the same, it's, yeah, you know, so we didn't do that intentionally, but it also signifies the colors of, of Ukraine. The color is just a little bit darker, but it's just as beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and again, for the audience who can't see, um, they should go to the website because I'm, I'm getting to see you all in these glasses and you do look beautiful and the, and the styles are amazing. You, you've also done some really great work in terms of partnerships. So talk to our audience about how that has helped the brand, how it has helped your messaging um, and, and even helped the philanthropic arm of your business. So I would say definitely Nancy and I have a knack of being at the right place at the right time. Um, We also, I tell everyone this, if you want to start a business, definitely network. You have a network of people around you, but you need to follow up and call them, right? So Nancy and I, when we started this business, we called everybody we knew. And we said, hey, we started we started our eyewear business. Are you interested in working with us on this? Or do you have any idea? Can you refer us to someone? Right. So we made all those calls. Um, one of the the one of I mean, we've partnered with a couple people now, but one of the the most I uh, you know dear to my heart is a partnership with Win, which is called Women in Need. Um, and my one of my good girlfriends who I grew up with since fifth grade, uh, she was the chief uh, program officer there. So, of course, by networking, I reached out to her and she said, you know what? We have, you know, they have over at then at the time they had 11 shelters. Then now they have about 13 going on 14. They keep adding on shelters throughout New York City. But at the time, she said, we always get requests for glasses, but there's no one to give the homeless shelter residents glasses. And again, you could be homeless for any reason. It could be domestic violence. It could be you had a fire at your home. Um, you know, you lost a, a, a husband, a spouse or someone and your, your income changed. You have to leave. You live in a shelter temporarily until they find you a new place. So these are women with their children. These are men. And again, you, they still go to work. The kids still have to go to school, and but they lose their glasses in this transition. And I wanted to partner with them, and because I knew that glasses is one of the things. And and, you, and I've been wearing glasses since I was a you know a teenager, preteen. So you need your glasses to see. You can't do work. You can't drive. You can't. So it's really a medical necessity, even though we treat it as a fashion. But without your glasses, you can't see. So we partner with Win, and we basically have done over um, 80 exams and probably provided over 60 pair of glasses already to women, children, and, and men. And we are we started in Brooklyn first and we're working to get to all the shelters. And, and my goal is to make continue making these beautiful glasses and be able to do this nationwide, right? There's homeless shelters in Chicago and DC and New York, everywhere. So the bigger and, 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 and better we get and the more sales we have, we'll be able to roll this out to homeless shelters and make sure people who need glasses have them. Wow. And I think what's important, uh, and you've touched on it a little bit, but can you talk a little bit about the importance of your company's involvement in eye health? Yeah, well, for me, and like Tracy just said, it's near and dear to both of us. For me, it's a little bit different. And I never spoke about this before, but one of the things as a kid, I was always, always afraid of going blind. 
because I had a grand aunt when I was five years old, six years old. My father would bring me to her house and he'd have me help her out, right? She she had glaucoma and she eventually went blind. Now, I don't know the details behind all of that with her going blind and everything, but I will say that um, it's, a, it's very scary to see someone in that condition. Um, and for us, we did our research. We, like Tracy said, we know that eye health in the African-American community, um, we're more likely to have uh, cataracts, glaucoma, diabetic retinopathy, more than any other group. And so that's why it's really important to us because a lot of people don't have insurance and can't afford or don't even realize that there may be facilities that they can go to and just get their eyes taken care of. But by the time they do it, it's so late that it's they've already done a lot of damage and you can't reverse that. Once you get to that stage with the diabetes, that comes because maybe you, you poor eating habits and maybe that came because of your living situations and you being in a shelter or not having the right finances to be able to do that. So, you know, to Tracy's point, we partnered with Wynn, um, and then we also found partners that would help us, um, optometrists, to go out and do free um, eye exams. And we also were able to get a grant to pay for the the prescriptions. So, you know, like Tracy said, the right partnerships, uh, having the capital, and thanks to Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation for um, providing that to us so that we could pay for those prescriptions and it's going to be ongoing. We're hoping to continue that partnership moving forward. But it's really important because if you just look at any statistics, African-Americans and people of color, Latinos, Latin, Latinx, we are more likely to have issues such as cataracts and retinopathy. And everyone, when you have those type of situations with your eyes, they are not able to wear contact lenses because the eyes are sensitive or whatever. So they have to wear glasses, which is the best alternative anyway. So why not look good in your glasses? Mm-hmm. So I, I also know that in um, some of your partnerships or um, some of your contracts, you've had to have a certain level of certification. And I know offline, we've talked about your discovery of all the different types of, of certification. I think that um, that many people in business don't recognize what can be required when they're getting ready to enter into a, a business agreement with another organization. So talk to us a little bit about that process as well. When you apply for grants, a lot of grantors want you to be certified, right? A, a, you know, a woman-owned business, a minority woman-owned business, they want you to have a pr- proof that you are 50% owner of the business. They want all these things, right? So there's grants that you apply for, and then there's contracts that you get with like big suppliers. Like if you want to get into Targets, the Walmarts, the Costcos kind of things, they also have uh, processes. So Nancy embarked on that part. I, I was doing grants at the beginning, and then Nancy was doing all our certificates. And uh, I think the one certificate she did, I think she pulled her hair out, uh, but it grew back. So she's good. <laughs> It it was very daunting. Uh, And it took me, I won't even exaggerate, this is the NSMDC, National um, Society of... Uh, minority supplier. national supplier, national right. supplier, right? Diversity count, um, council. It was very daunting. It literally took three weeks to complete. And that was because in between they, they 
suggest that you watch the video or that you participate in one of the classes. So I did. I participated because I don't like having to do things multiple times because since it's only Tracy and I, we, we're stretched thin. So we need to get things right the first time or second at best, but we can't afford to say, let's do this over and over. They asked for everything under the sun. I'm talking about Thank God we are who we are. and We have all of our information and all of our ducks in a row. We had every single piece of paper that they needed, but gathering it was a whole different story because the things were in different places. We hadn't filed our company taxes yet, so we had to use our personal taxes. You know, they wanted Tracy's um, father's birth certificate to show that she was Latin. You know, I mean, things like that, because if you put on the application that you are Indian or that you are Latin, whatever it is that you put, they want proof of that down to the point where they wanted a genetics testing if you're Indian. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of information that they want, but they get that, they get that minuscule. It's that detailed. And, and I'm talking about the papers that when we were done, I think we scanned about what, 60 something pages of the document when we were complete. And then we had to get it notarized and then you have to send it in. When we got the call from the woman letting us know that the paperwork was done, we took a sigh of relief because she said out of her 20 something years, this was the first call that all she needed to do was confirm the information was correct. She said she never seen the application this good in her life. But again, that's a testament to me and Nancy in terms of our careers before this. We say over and over again, we wouldn't be as successful as fast as we were if we weren't in the jobs that we had before. I, I used to do RFPs and grants. I, I knew how to put everything in, how to do everything. So, and Nancy, you know, ran sales departments and stuff. So she knew how to answer the questions, give them what they wanted. So I think, you know, that is just, you know, sometimes you want to do things a certain way, but you realize that every experience that you've had leads you to your success and your later experiences. So, you know, had I not had those jobs in finance or whatever, we, we would, we wouldn't be as successful as we are today. Thank God we have before. Yeah. And, and to Tracy's point too, I, to your point, actually, Sonia, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I had to do a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now for the business back then. You know, I did all of those things. I didn't have to, I wasn't as polished, but I know that with this, I have to put my best foot forward in every single thing that we do. Another great partnership, and I'll let Tracy talk about this one, is our Nickelodeon partnership. And then I'll talk about Famous Amos. So Tracy, you talk about that and then I'll jump in about the famous Amos. So I, I'm, in my, I'm in the office right now and we, I'm looking at the board because we have a couple partnerships, right? And, we, and like, again, <laughs> we've been in the right place at the right time. So Nickelodeon is one of the places that we were at a meeting. We were at the right place at the right time. Somebody went to our website and saw all the funky patterns. And right now, as you can see, I'm wearing one of our Ankara prints, but it's stretched out. So you can see like a yellow and blue polka dot with a pink mm-hmm. arm on the side. You really want to be funky when you wear these. And they love them. And they said, can you do children's glasses? So we are the first black woman owned uh, and operated company to get a licensing deal with Nickelodeon Viacom wow. CBS. And it's a three-year deal, which is amazing. And, you know, we're, we, we're getting slow going, but this year we will come out with um, SpongeBob, Rugrats, and Baby Shark. And then next year we're going to do Lele, Teenage Mental Ninja Turtles, and Paw Patrol. Oh, so wow. we are slowly getting there, but the goal is to kind of build momentum and, and then keep going. Um, we also have a partnership with 
another group of people that we just met. Um, and they, they, this woman, she's writing a book for her daughter and she has these magic glasses and we're going to be working with her to do a one pair of glasses for this beautiful little girl, um, to go with her book series. So again, that's another partnership that we were able to get involved in. And, and, and luckily we also joined a couple other websites, the 15% pledge, the Nile list fair. There's a couple of them that, you know, reached out to us and said, your eyewear is great we can also sell on our on our website for you. So we've been lucky to, um, you know, this journey has been amazing. And again, me and Nancy, we wanted to be just like Warby Parker. We're like, only people could buy from us. We're not going to sell glasses to anyone else. <laughs> it's just us. And then when we realized, wow, to do it like Warby Parker, it's really tough. Um, we had to sell to optical shops. So we partnered with a lot of eye doctors. Um, and Nancy has been instrumental in that. So she'll give you more detail, but partnering with them has been helpful because they buy our glasses to sell to their customers. So, so now our model has changed, of course. And I, I tell entrepreneurs, you, you're going to have to adjust um, because, you know, you have a plan, you have an idea, but then when you really start to work and within the world and the global economy, it's different. So you just have to be ready to say, okay, this is how we're going to do it but we can change to do this and so we can keep going. Yeah. So we have these great partnerships and we're creating more partnerships than money's coming in. There's a process. So we got the Nickelodeon and we realized that that is really big. And Tracy has to remind me all the time, that's really big, right? Because they have the biggest properties and into, they have the big largest intellectual and most recognizable properties that exist for children. And to be able to do these glasses and them helping us to promote it, we're talking about millions of people seeing it and thousands of people wanting to buy it and us not having the money and revenue to do it. And we, we went to several banks. We were experiencing difficulty receiving funding from banks to finance the children's line. So like Tracy said, we've been applying for grants. And the first grant that we got through Danny Garcia, thank you, Danny Garcia. We appreciate you. Uh, we got that grant and that was last year. So that money left. We, we use that money to help us buy the virtual try-on program. So every time we get a grant, it's to actually help us move and do something different that we realize that our customer needs to make a better customer experience. This time, we realize we really need a big chunk of money to help us with the children's eyewear. So I applied to the famous Amos Ingredients to Success grant and 2000 700 and something people, almost 2,800 people applied for this grant. And one day I'm opening my email and I see that I'm scrolling and it didn't say, because usually it says, unfortunately, you didn't win this grant. You can reapply. But this particular one, it just said, so thank you for applying. But it never, as I'm reading it, it never said you didn't win. So I'm scrolling and it says, and so these are our top 10 finalists. And I scroll and I scroll and I scroll to the last one. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that's us. <laughs> we made it. We made it. I called Tracy and I said, I don't know what this means, but we made the top 10. We are 10 out of, you know, 2,800 people. And so now they send the documentation to us saying they want to do a background check. And I was like, man, did I do anything as a kid that I need to be worried about? <laughs> Yes, so Tracy, we don't have any issues, do we, Tracy? You know, like, oh my gosh. But those no, all, all, all jokes aside, I was like, thank God I've lived a clean life, right? And um, because they're doing a background check and it's a personal background check. So 
I go through that process and I'm freaking out because there's a piece on there that I can't seem to answer and it won't go through. And I'm like, what's going on? But we finally get it. And I get an email saying, so this is now how I I say we're about to get this grant. It said, be camera ready. And I said, Tracy, we won because we don't have to be camera ready to lose. Right. If you're telling me to be camera ready, we must be winners. But you can you never know. You never know which way it's going to turn. But in my head, I said if a couple calls where we met with grantors who we didn't win, but they want to know more information about us. So I said, right. Count our ducks, because (laughs) remember that last grant they met with us and we still didn't win. So right. It's like, all right, maybe we won't win. I don't know. Right. But they said, be camera ready. Put on your lipstick. So I said, okay, I'm going to put on my, so Tracy put on a red lipstick. I put on my bronze lipstick and we got on the call that morning and they asked us a few questions and they said, do you want some good news today? And it was February 22nd, 2022. Two, 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 two. It was like a bunch of tubes going on there, right? (laughs) And I said, yes, of course. And Tracy and I are on the call and we are super excited. And at that point, and, and I was in Florida and Tracy was in New York because I was down there making some sales calls. And they said, you guys have won $50,000. Wow. We are the first to win the grant for the famous Amos Ingredients to Success grant for $50,000. Now there were three of us that did win. It's $150,000 was the total, but three people won. And I want to congratulate the other winners as well. Um, congratulations to you guys, because I know that you've worked extremely hard to get to that point. It was not an easy application, but Tracy and I, Von Tell is proud. We are proud recipients. And this is going to help us produce and manufacture these glasses for Nickelodeon. So this dream you have made come true for us and is one of the best moments of our lives because one of the things is everything that we do is us. There's no back office. There's no divisions, no departments. The division is Tracy. The department is Nancy. That's it. I call it, we have a male unit. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to get into the male unit. Hold on, I'm going to call you back customer service. Hold on. You're calling about your bill? Let me get back to you. I'm going to have the billing department call you. It's all me. But I do call them by the departments. So at the end, it's different people. And that's what happens when you have a small business, when it's you, because you have to do all the parts until you get to that next level, right? And again, it's hard for Black women to get loans. So we went to get loans. And of course- they kept saying to us, well, you haven't been in business long enough. I said, well, if we were in business long enough, we wouldn't need the loan. But, you know, they still keep saying this. Well, we need to see revenue. But if I had the revenue, I wouldn't need the loan. Right. So they kept saying, you know, so we're like, I'm like, how do people get loans? But, you know, so luckily we, we joined this Chase program for new businesses. And we met this wonderful woman, Vanessa Blanco. And she's the one who kind of helped us through the way to get a line of credit, to get a credit card. Now to, she's the one who hooked us up with the NSNBC to get this uh, certification. We went through her. So, you know, you need someone to guide you. And again, you know, we were like, can you just give us money? Can you work for Chase? And she was like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, you know, and I, and I sat on Goldman Sachs, the millionaire thing that they yeah. had. I, I mean, any kind of, hello, I mean, any grant, any company undivided, hello, Alice. 
I fund women, who, which is amazing. They've done a lot of stuff for us. We crowdfunded with them. I've been a part of every single thing. And it's really hard because, you know, like I said, me and Nancy bootstrapped the company ourselves with our savings. And then we said, okay, now we should be making revenue. So we're making revenue, but it's drips and drabs, right? And then as you take on new projects, you got to pay for that up front. So even with the purchase orders, like if you get a, if I get an order tomorrow, we still have to pay for the glasses up front, right? So right. it becomes, you know, now you know why it's so daunting for people to do things on their own. You really have to, you know, just keep pushing yourself, keep applying. I mean, that's not the first time Nancy won something. She won a pitch contest. I actually was out for my birthday. <laughs> and, um, my husband took me out because it was my birthday. We went to see Alvin Ailey and I said, Nancy, I got to get off the phone because the, the show is about to start. And I was like, ah, oh, she's going to pitch. You know, I hope she wins. But, you know, if she doesn't, it's OK. Right. Because we've done so many. She wins. Fearless fun. Another great one to join. So Tracy and I, we don't play. We join everything. Fearless fund, which is another great one. It's a year long program. And every twice a month, they have guest speakers that come on. The first time they come on, they give their spiel about how they started their business, whether they bootstrap, whether they joined accelerators, how they um, scale the business, everything under the sun. And then the second time they come on, they do a Q&A. So Fearless Fund, if you have, if, if you're a woman-owned business, definitely join it. I Fund Women, please join the Chase program as well. Um, you know, Ernst & Young, I am, we are now in the Accelerator program for Ernst & Young. Her Sweet Spot, there are so many great programs out there that can help you grow and scale and get the awareness that you so you need that you really daily need to grow your business. So these are all the different avenues that Tracy and I go through, but I won that pitch contest and Tracy and my husband gave me a nickname, which I will not say on this podcast because it's a clean podcast, but I am a pitch. (laughs) So now Tracy's gearing me up to pitch for this other contest that's coming up for 200K. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like national. This is not just amongst a small group of women. This is like a national playground here where you get on stage and you're pitching for 200K. But you know what? This is my business. And if I used to pitch for people, other companies that were not invested in me, then I'm in the wrong business right now. So I have to gear myself up to do it. But I, it, when the opportunity comes, if we get selected, I'm going to be that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got it. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to say, number one, thank you for sharing um, all of these references, because that's really important for the audience. And, and, and I know that that will be helpful. The other thing is, and, and Tracy, you mentioned that your backgrounds have really served you Um uh, they've both been a little modest. Uh, Tracy has been a CFO for a major, or a couple of major organizations, and Nancy has um, worked in sales for major brands and in media um, for major brands. So it's been a perfect marriage in terms of skills and skill sets. What do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned about partnership? I say um, it, you have to respect the other person. Um, and I, I dearly, of course, you know, respect Nancy. We've gone to college together. I met her the first day at Morgan State University in 19- HBCU, but 19 something. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with your podcast, but we met 
we met a while ago, like 2000 something, because we're only 28. But uh, yes, yeah, we're only 28. But um, you respect the other person in your partnership because you each bring different uh, opinions, expertise to the table. So, you know, I'll bring the finance expertise and Nancy will bring the sales expertise. I might I might forget something or say to her, what is this for? She's like, it's sales. Let me do my thing. I'm like, all right, whatever you say. And I don't even argue with her. I let her go with it, right? Because that's her expertise. I'm doing the taxes. I'm going crazy. I'm pulling my hair out. She's like, I won't bother you. I know you're doing finance. Let it go. So the partnership, you respect each other's views. You work together. And then you let that person lead when, you know, Nancy's leading sometimes. Sometimes I'm leading. Sometimes we're like, hey, you know, we bounce back off each other. But it's important. It actually makes it easier, I think. This would be really hard if it was me by myself. Um, yeah. you know, and again, you have a great idea, but sometimes you just need someone to push you and kick you, right? And as you know, Nancy, the entrepreneur, she kicked me and she pushed me <laughs> all the way to Paris. But once we got started, it we just kept going. And I, I tell you, we launched in COVID, which is crazy, but the pandemic actually was like a godsend, right? Everybody was on their computers. Everything is virtual right. now. And now because you're on the computer so much, your eyes are even more messed up. So now everybody's buying glasses. <laughs> so it worked for us, right? And then because of the pandemic, and we started with fabrics, we made masks to match. So now if right. you want to wear your glasses, you have a mask that matched the glasses. It was like the best selling point. And, you know, we hashtag full face fashion. So I think partnerships are important. Working with someone you trust is important. And being able to work together on a project like this is just amazing. So so tell us where we can follow you, shop for glasses, uh, send you a check if we're so inspired <laughs> to, to help you along, but let us know what we can, how we can follow you. Yeah. So definitely follow us. Well, you can follow us on Facebook under Vontel, V-O-N-T-E-L-L-E. You'll find us on Instagram. You'll find us under Vontel Eyewear. On LinkedIn, you'll find us on Vontel. And on Twitter, you'll find us on Vontel Eyewear. So we're always under our name, no matter what. And then Vontel.com is our website website. It's, you can find us there. We have beautiful fashions. And again, you guys can't see the beautiful prints that we have. We have Kente prints. We have Ankara prints. We have tortoiseshell too, for individuals who don't want to go too far out. Tracy's wearing our pink arch types, Aztec arch type glasses. They're really beautiful and they have a mirror pink lens and they have gold trim on them. And then here is our, our star Giza glasses that have a wood trim on the temple, which is the arm. It's a beautiful print there as well. And the glasses are handcrafted. They are handmade. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we use the best of the best when it came to the materials. We have three barrel hinges. We have some spring hinges because some glasses are more lightweight. And it, it makes the glasses just a little bit more flexible and the, the temples can go in and out a little bit more. <laughs> Tracy's there wearing our Akasha aviators, which is another tortoiseshell and very popular for our men. They're very beautiful. There she's wearing our Sahara Addicts glasses, which are also really nice. It has a mud cloth print. And at the bottom, the trim of it is actually clear. It's transparent, which is really, really nice. 
That seems to be the look nowadays. Those are our keys to Kenya blue. It has a it has the blue denim at the top and it has a really nice print on the temple and half and half on the bottom. So it's really, really nice. And, and all of our Marcus descriptions Samuelson. are on the glasses. Yes, Marcus Samuelson wore those glasses on a program that he did in August of 20. 21, I believe it was. Tracy and I were driving and someone called and said, I think Marcus Samuelson's wearing your glasses. You got to check it out. And they sent us a screenshot and we were like, those are our glasses. (laughs) And Tracy was the one who um, got the call from his stylist. And Tracy, you can tell us that story. I mean, so we, you know, now we're getting called from stylists, which is like amazing. And we're so humble and honored that people are calling us. And again, you, you have to find the right person. And you know, Marcus Samuelson is the owner of Red Rooster restaurants and he wears a lot of pattern. I mean, I know he wears all of them together at the same time. I mean, he wears the pattern. So our company fit him perfectly, right? So again, this is a new concept, right? There's no African patterns and glasses ever. We're the first ones to create that, right? So you want someone like him. And when his stylist called and we sent him the glasses and he did this whole show, Harlem Eat Up with Bevy Smith, and he's wearing the glasses on TV, like we freaked out. So it was like the best thing. And then we got called from another stylist and Queen Latifah on her show. I was going to say, did Queen Latifah? Yeah. We got Queen Latifah. So that was like, I think I was, I was on the couch watching the show and I saw it and I screamed and I jumped up. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Queen Latifah is wearing the glasses. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting some celebrities, which is great. We um, sent the glasses to Gabrielle Union's team for some show she was working on. We haven't seen them yet, but you never know. It's it's coming. No, the calls are coming. We, we've gotten a few more since then. So it's a surprise when they actually wear, because stylists call for a lot of different glasses, a lot of different pieces, and they don't always make it to the program. But we heard from the stylist that Queen Latifah really liked her glasses, her Moroccan Wayfarer Burgundy, and that she got a pair for the show, and she got a pair with her prescription that she's wearing regularly. So we are really flattered that she likes it so much that she wanted them to wear on her day-to-day. That's very, very flattering. Wow. And And again, that's because we make the glasses for diverse faces. I can imagine... You know, maybe for years she's, I mean, of course she's got money. She could buy any pair of glasses she want, but did they fit her perfectly? Were they, these are the ones that she likes. So were they big enough for her cheekbones, for her face? Right. And again, we had those problems. So our glasses are made for, you know, everyone, right. And originally we were making it for African-Americans and Hispanics, but then I have a, a Japanese friend who tells me I can't find glasses that fit my face. East, East Indian who can't find glasses that fit their face. Um, mm-hmm. Jewish, you know, it, from everywhere. I mean, every, if you have a diverse face and your your nose is a little bit bigger or your cheekbones are a little bit bigger, or your head is a little bit, it's just hard to find glasses that fit. And again, you can't all wear contacts. So we are making glasses mm-hmm. with that in mind and they they're beautiful for everybody. Well, we are so excited for you. I personally am very proud of you too. Look forward to you um, cashing in on that $3 billion that African-Americans spend on in, in eyewear and you are on your way. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and sharing resources and giving inspiration for anyone who is, is starting a business or feeling feeling stuck in their business. Thank you both. Thank no you. problem. Our pleasure. Righty. Well, visit Vontel. Is it VontelEyewear.com or is it Vontel.com? Vontel.com. All right. So you all visit Vontel.com. Follow them on Instagram, on LinkedIn. And where else are you? 
Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel now. All right. Well, we wish you much success and we look forward to hearing about it and and inviting you back to see where you are in the future. Thank you so much. Please go on and follow us. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back again next week with another great guest. Take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Lee. Associate Producer, Ariel Mancibo. Executive Producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on social at business underscore first underscore podcast on IG. The Business First Podcast is a mean old line media production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.